Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. Well, welcome to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes here on WSIC. That's local starts here. Oh, yeah, I said it. <laughs> Devin hates it when I say it, right? Because he knows I'm making money. You are not making any money. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know who went for when, when, show me the paycheck. I know. I, right? I, well, I'm waiting. Stuff. I'm a, you know, I don't in, even. It's in escrow. <laughs> in escrow. <laughs> <laughs> Justin is Do you even know what escrow, escrow means? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds awesome, though. I mean, he is a so lawyer. Good. It does sound like something he'd do. Is it does sound very legal, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. wow, you're in rare form already this morning. Devin has been forgetting things mid-sentence today. I have so not. I've just been... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have tens of followers and listeners on oh, Facebook, man. and boy, people are starting to trek into this. Yeah, it's me and you. And right? all, okay. And all of those who don't who don't hear this week's episode are going to be so so sorry they didn't. Because but, we, but there's hope. <laughs> there is hope. Is that a pun? There is is that hope. a pun? Yes. <laughs> There is hope. Where oh where can they find it, Devin? Gosh. Where can they uh, find the show? So, hey, uh, they can find it on Facebook. There, yes. We have a lovely Facebook stream. If you want to make a comment, we'll answer you in real time right That's there right. on the Facebook. And later you can find the show on YouTube or X. LinkedIn, WSICnews.com. Oh, yeah. All of those things. And more to come soon, too. And more to come. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? Oh, NGBTV. That, NGBN TV. NGBN TV, it's yeah. A streaming it's a, channel that's going to be on all the Roku devices in the world, evidently. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we'll, any be, of them that download we'll be ubiquitous. The app, but, uh, we'll yeah. be ubiquitous. So, we are really glad that you're listening to the show. We are coming off a uh, major deal here in Statesville, North Carolina. I don't remember anything major. <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't remember what, anything. What, what, was, what was that? We had a little thing called uh, the Circus of Military Makeover here in town last Oh, weekend. my gosh. Yes, we did. Yeah. And uh, there was Montel and Jen and Art. Man, and man. we had Art in studio last we week. We had Art in studio. And in an upcoming episode, we could have Montel. What? No, no. You, they'll just have to tune in to see. Yeah, got to tune in to see. You got to keep <laughs> your right. eye out. Right. And so, but it was a really, it was a really um, amazing transformation of Jared and Sidney Bowman's home. Um, they finished it on time, and they got to move back in their home. And I just saw Jared today. Uh, Jared is one of the mentors at Veterans Treatment Court, and he was with. I just that came over here amazing. from there. Amazing. And um, I said, how uh, are things back to normal? He said, yes, normal. I said, well, what's normal for you with four little girls? And he said, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, those are the most well-behaved little girls I've ever seen in my life. They are are amazing no room to complain. And I will tell you this, Miss Tammy was present at the birth of one of those children. Oh, my gosh. Serving as a... Num- you were the number three midwife? I was one of the ladies who was I did not deliver the baby, <laughs> oh, okay. but I was there for it. My, wow. I will tell you this about Jared my wife. Jared was deployed. Yeah, he was, he was deployed, and, and, and Tammy was there. But if we were on the prairie, my wife could deliver babies. It would, she could do it. <laughs> That's amazing. She could do oh, it, man. man. She, not only can, she not only can have babies, but she can deliver babies. <laughs> wow. She's really good at all of them. Yeah. And you can deliver the, the sermon after the No, I can. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So we're going to go from midwives 
to uh, Night Stalkers. To Night Stalkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do that it. is a, that a is great a transition. Crazy transition there. Yeah. So, so who do we have here with us? So we have one of my, uh, a longtime friend of mine. No, uh, you don't say. Yeah, I do say. <laughs> uh, Steve Beasley, um, and we met through uh, Reboot Combat Recovery Course a few years back, and turned out uh, we uh, shared some common ground with some folks and uh, uh, from the units that we served in the Army and, and uh, developed a friendship over that. And we just got reconnected a few weeks ago, and Steve's been on some adventures. And, I've been on um, a few adventure, adventures since. Uh, it's been, <coughs> been a really good time. Yeah, uh, meeting you guys and then rela- reconnecting with you. Yeah, um, man, it's been great. It was a, so like one day I was sitting in my office and I walk out of the little nook area right there, and this dude is standing in the doorway, right, just standing in the doorway. And I, he was like, "You don't even recognize me." <laughs> <laughs> and, and like the last time I saw him, he was not he was not in his full on glory of retirement beard oh yeah and, that's uh, that's a quite a transition yeah to see and, and i went oh my gosh right i don't think i said it quite like that i think that was some that, that's the radio friendly version. yeah that was oh, the radio yeah. friendly version but uh yeah it was really good to see you so uh steve beasley welcome to the show and Appreciate we're, it. we're really glad to have you here today and um typically the way we do this and we have a lot of veterans on the show and mm-hmm. um if you would just kind of give our listeners sort of an idea of what you know hey man how did how did you get involved in the military what was that what motivated you and and how did, how did you get there and, and then we'll get on to what you did well, i grew yeah. up in a pretty patriotic family um hmm. my two my dad was army uncle was air force the two older brothers were marine corps during oh, Desert storm. <laughs> 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 it, never, it never stopped <laughs> Just never stop. See, here's the word. Loses control. Marie, 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 Marie. Yeah, can't help it. Can't first, help it. first to fight after the special operations. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh. Well played, sir. Wow. You have met your match. <laughs> well, I'm going to be nice to the guest. Uh, unlike, uh... <laughs> so now it's, like I said, patriotic family. Yeah. Um, and then... In 95, I decided to join the military myself. Uh, had was a brand new dad and uh, had lost my job, got laid off. So, how old were you at the time? Uh, probably 20. Okay, 19, 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. Young, I was young, young dad. My, I was 19 when my when my oldest son was born. Okay, and uh, just I, I needed something to pay the bills. Yeah, and I, I had considered I had considered going to the military anyway, talking to recruiters constantly. And my two older brothers actually told me, look, unless your only goal is to be a Marine, join a different branch of service where you can use something when you get out. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and, and that came... Wait, wait, wait. Let me write that down. Let me write that down. We'll save that one for later. That's a good one. However, they stu- still, both of them, give me crap about being an Army. And right. Army stands for ain't ready to be a Marine yet, according to them. And I told them once they've gone through selection and went through SEER school, then they can come back and talk to you. Yeah, there you go. That's, there you go. <laughs> so when you entered in the military, obviously not everybody, you know, you don't get in special operations like your first go. You got to do some, most of the time you got to do something else. What, what did you do when so you first got in? When I joined, I joined as a medium helicopter repair okay. Chinook guy. Wow. Um, and it, they had come out to do a recruitment at our, at T school, which is a AIT is advanced individual training. 
So at T school, they had come out and done a recruitment thing, and I was like, "Hey, that sounds like a cool." So place the one sixtieth yes. dudes came <laughs> out. The the they came out to recruit recruit dudes. young guys. Yep, and, gotcha. At least at least get the thoughts in there for for guys to uh, to to start working in that way. And typically, even at that point in ninety in ninety five, it wasn't often that guys went straight to the one sixtieth from T school. Yeah. Uh, we did have six guys from my class that went to the 160th for Green Platoon, which is yep. assessment for, for the 160th. And the rest of our guys took off to Korea or Germany or, I got you. or something like that. But I think it was like four three, four or five of us that, that went to the 160th, which is pretty cool. Okay. Well, let's, wow. pause. Yeah, yeah. let's pause right there. We're getting ready to jump into a break and hear from our sponsors that keep us on the show, keep us on the radio. I, don't, I mean, I, it's amazing that they do that. They still do that. I, I, I know. We, we love you. We I go back you. and listen to the show yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's right. I would too. So we'll be back here in just a few minutes. You're listening to, to Putting the Pieces Back Together on WSIC. Local starts here. <laughs> Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together. We are here with our wonderful guest, Steve Beasley. And, uh, man, it's just been uh, – what, what's the look, Brad? I don't know, man. <laughs> you just look like you're going to forget something. I am going I, I would forget my name if I didn't have it written on my underwear. It's, uh... <laughs> you look like you were, like you were, like, inching. You're like, you knew what you wanted to say, but it was almost in grasp, and it was right close. It was so close. I was almost there, and but I gone. just couldn't. Quite... I just wanted to talk about gone. your flagellants, and I uh... – <laughs> If uh, if y'all are not listening or watching us uh, on Facebook or YouTube later, you need to go back. Uh, that last segment, uh, it wasn't on air friendly, but it was it was uh, pretty funny. So uh, yeah, you're missing it. Hey, let's you're get back it. to our guest. Uh, you you were just talking about being selected for the one sixtieth. Now, for for those of us who are not in the know, what is that? So when, once I got there, I, I had to go through a selection process, which everybody has to in special operations, whether it be Delta or SEAL team guys. SEAL team guys go to BUDS. You have uh, the selection course for, for SF guys. You have RASP for, for Rangers. Where It is a process where for us in the 160th, it was four weeks. So we went through land nav. We went through getting our heads beat in the dirt. We went through... Uh, range week, we went through a more advanced like combat lifesaver course, which is buddy aid. Um, and then they had the, they had the right to say, sorry, you're gone. Even yep, if you right. made it, wow. yeah. made it most of the way because your personality did not fit for what the team needed. Um, so I made it through selection and ended up going to our maintenance company, uh, <clears throat> The day I signed into our maintenance company, we had an aircraft that had crashed the night before, uh, just outside Fort Campbell, Kentucky, that killed everybody on board. Oh and my it gosh! Was, it was a snowy night, um, so my first interaction within the regiment after selection was my first sergeant looking at me and say, "Go sit in the break room. Somebody will get with you eventually." Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. wow! So yeah, and in, in, in inherently dangerous business. One hundred percent. Yeah, and so tell folks what does what's the mission of the one sixtieth Special Operations Aviation Regiment? So I'll start out with how the one sixtieth came about. Okay. For most people that don't know, the one sixtieth is a very young unit in the military. Uh, back in nineteen eighty, 
Operation Eagle Claw was a fail. We were trying to go in as Americans and rescue uh, rescue hostages in Iran, and the mission failed. <clears throat> so Special Operations as a whole said we need rotary wing asset personnel that can do what we need them to do when we need them to do them. So in 1981, 160th was stood up. We had taken 160th, took pilots from 101st, 158, a couple different units, and applied them to do the job that we needed done for special operations. All of our pilots to this day are 100% have to assess. They have to put the packet in, be approved, come do a, a basic assessment, 100% volunteer unit for pilots. Wow. Uh, we, I had the opportunity to fly with some of the best in the world, the, hands down, the best in the world, rotary wing pilots. Uh, we didn't take on anything. Didn't We wouldn't bring less than a W-2 in. He had to have a minimum of 1,000 hours, flight hours, before they bring him on as a pilot. Um, just hands down, be, best best unit out there, best mm-hmm. pilots in the world. Um uh, and and we would do, we we'd go low level at night under nods. Yeah. And even back in the '80s, when nods were just crappy boxes on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they've they've changed a good bit to this day, where they're you, you get more clarification as far as walking and flying with them. But uh, yeah, just just awesome unit, hands down. Yeah, kind of the mantra is uh, we own the night. <clears throat> we we own the night, yeah. and, and we will go anywhere our special ops guys yeah. request. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A- anywhere, no so matter what. Tell us about your specific <laughs> job when you got when you made it through Green <clears throat> Platoon and you're you're in the unit. What was your actual job? You were on a Chinook, I'm, I imagine. I was a yeah. Chinook guy. Yeah. Uh, my so I spent two and a half years in our maintenance company mm-hmm. um and then decided hey i want to go to flight company it ended up be- becoming a f- crew chief um so i was a door gunner a flight attendant a flight uh, attendant yeah. that's a that's a heck of a way of saying that what do you guys need Man. yeah welcome to uh, night stalker air uh, crazy wow. horse airlines yeah crazy horse airlines <laughs> Do they serve um, Fresca? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fresca. Uh-huh. We got we got water from the cooler. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Like you know the whole uh, you know if the oxygen mass descend, make sure you put it on yourself first before you render aid to another. No, we we got oxygen. Yeah. The guys in the back right. did not. <laughs> yeah. So when, so you entered in in the military in 1995. When did you become a crew chief? On Ninety. Some? I went to a company in '98, and for our flight companies, we also had an additional assessment program where we we had to assess for the flight company which was uh was a pull up push-ups pull it was a typical pt test yeah. with the addition of pull-ups and then a navy class two swim test oh, okay on the same day encompassed with a, a dash 10 test which is an aircraft knowledge test oh right yeah because that's probably pretty important <laughs> no, I, I think i <laughs> off with that he is, yeah, i can hear him now like how that guy's super fit but man he does not know anything about a helicopter hey yeah. and we, we yeah. had those guys <laughs> yeah. we had those meatheads <laughs> yeah uh man that, that's that's not who you want flying around the special operations guys isn't it so, so 99 you're you're a crew chief 90, so, yeah 98 is when i went yeah, to, to flight yeah. company and then, uh, and then you know, like nine eleven happens. Where were you at during nine eleven? So I actually, what happened after that for you? I had a break in service. Okay. Uh, f- uh, 
I got custody of my two boys December of 2000. Mm-hmm. September, oh, wow. September 2000 when I got custody. So I got out in December of 2000. Uh, I was supposed to go to Korea with our, or we had stood up a small unit, small task unit to go to Korea and work there for a couple years, Echo Company 160. Um, <clears throat> I was supposed to go to Korea with them. I yeah. obviously ended up getting out because I got custody of my kids and the way the divorce papers were written. If I had to take an overseas assignment or deployed, my ex got kids back. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Based on the situation, I was like, nah, it's not yeah. happening. So I was actually working at the airport here in Statesville when oh, September kidding. 11th happened. At our airport? Yes, I was. Wow. Regional airport, working on airplanes. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> 9-11 happened. We were sitting there. Just in the hangar, leaned up on toolbox, chatting it up. First aircraft hits the tower, and I was like, hmm, air traffic controller really screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no That's kidding. what I thought. Yeah. And then when I heard the second one hap- happen, uh, my first phone call was to my brother. He worked uh, with Iredell County Sheriff's Department at the time. And I called him, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. It was a little bit more colorful than that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Thank you for being radio friendly. Awesome. Most of Brad's guests are. He's yeah, one of uh, my guests, right? I said most of them. I was I was giving Thanks, him Steve. props for both knowing you and being. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So then, so then I uh, I called back to to a company where I was assigned when I was in the 160th, and I told to get my buddy Dauber answers the phone. And I'm like, hey, dude, you guys keep your heads down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll see you when I can yeah. see you. Right, yeah. Man. Um, <clears throat> that afternoon, I left work, and I went to the recruiter's office. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I said, like I went go. back in the Army right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so that, there were some things that, that had happened in, in in conjunction with that. Because I was a single parent, um, had some things that we had to work out. But he's Family like, care plan. Family care plan, yeah. all, all of that stuff. Um, but I ended up back in the service on August 28th, my ex-wife's birthday of 2002. Okay. I, w- I went straight right. back to the 160th. So it was less than a year after 9-11, you were back in. I was back in the yeah. Army less yeah. than a year after. So I, the guys at the 160th, they, they helped me out tremendously. Yeah, I, sure. I called one of my former flight engineers. I'm like, hey, I'm coming back in. Do I have a job? Yeah. He's like, if I have to fire guys, you have a job. That's wow, awesome. that's amazing. So I had the regimental sergeant major on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, boss. I had. I'm coming back. <laughs> had a couple other guys that they were pretty pretty well to do at the time, and uh, yeah, within a year I was back at, in the 160th, same same unit, same company, same rank, same yep. aircraft. Okay. The guys that it's worked like for me, it, it was well. So our our level of seniority so the guy that worked for me when i left now i worked for him yeah we're getting ready to go to a break here in about a minute or so and i want to i want to pause right there because you know obviously we're going to lead into you know some stuff that i know about you and your your time serving and uh missions that you were on and and we'll talk about some of those but where i kind of want to go and typically what we do on the show 
is we, we talk about, yeah, what we did in service, but then, you know, that transition piece can be a little rocky, oh, right? yeah. and, you know, and so uh, <laughs> that's kind of where we want to get to by the end of the show Check. so that we can so that we can talk about that. And uh, I, I do know this and just hearing that story about the community is, you know, that kind of thing happened to me. I was out of a job one time and I called a dude and and he was like, hey, why don't you come on back down here? And then next thing I knew, I was back down there. Right. <laughs> and, I, and and, and uh, th that's the and for those that don't know about the special operations community within the army and really the army is all i have i don't i don't know about how marsoc works or or the seals or anything but the army special operations community is super tight and super loyal oh yeah super loyal to each other and and uh and you're you're just listening to a story about that right if and you earn that respect you're yeah that's you're right in, it's like a brother that's exactly it is. Right. hey you're guys early. you've uh we're gonna put a pause in it right there you've been listening to putting the pieces back together on wsic Local starts here. <laughs> You're not getting paid. <laughs> Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. Did you know that Purple Heart Homes is a 501c3 based out of Statesville, North Carolina? We are a national organization, but, buddy, we wow. are local first. And we are here live on WSIC. That's Local Starts Here. It used to be News Talk Now, but now it's Local Starts Here. Uh, see that? You see how I did that? Yeah. I wove that in so that I could get more stipends <laughs> and more more per diem and more I'm from pretty Justin. sure it's a, a penalty if you say the old catch phrase. Is that what it is? And so you have That's just gotten eh, like, yeah, uh, eh. yeah, that was a deduction. Yeah, that so, was a deduction. Uh, so. But uh, mm. thanks for uh, listening to us. If wherever you are, whether you're driving or you're watching on X. That's Evidently, right. that's a thing now. Live on X. You can be live on X. And Joe said, uh, you got a you got an X listener. And I was like, what? Somebody who used to listen to us? <laughs> I bet there's a lot of those. <laughs> a lot of them. They're like, oh, I'll listen to this for a little while. Nope, now I'm an X listener. So, uh, but uh, yeah, link, we're, and we're, we just found out that we're live on LinkedIn. Yeah, I had to button an extra button. Yeah, that's just right. We had to start talking about business processes at that point. So, uh, Man, that's but, um, we, we have an incredible guest, our friend Steve Beasley, a uh, veteran of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Re uh, Regiment and riding around in Chinooks all over the world, taking cool guys to do oh, yeah. cool things. What, what did you say the, the fat electrician called y'all? Yeah. Deaths. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's a cool name. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's what they do, man. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Steve's been telling us about how he joined the military and how he got into the 160th. And, and, and then we talked about 9-11, you know, kind of that defining event for all of us that have served during this time period. And and uh, and then now we're up to about 2002-ish time frame. And he's gotten back in after taking a break Roger. in service. And and now you're a crew chief uh, back I'm on a crew our... chief uh, and just crewing Chinooks in yeah. bad guy land and uh, and just back where I really love being. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about, the community is just just so wonderful to be a part of. Yeah. Um, so first deployment was to Afghanistan. Um, it's funny. Me and the wife were talking at me and at the time, my wife. Then we were talking and. Uh, we knew things were, were going south in Iraq. <clears throat> yeah. And to prevent OPSEC violations when we were when we were overseas 
it, it was one of those things that if I called her and told her we were having onions for supper, I was leaving Afghanistan to right. go to Iraq. Right, wow. yeah, there you go. She hated onions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Even prior to that, that's why it was, we're having onions for supper. Right. Um, oh, man. So Fe- February of, uh, of 03, I left Afghanistan and went to Iraq, initial push in Iraq. Um, couple, <clears throat> uh, the first week of April, we hit Haditha Dam with the Rangers. Um, I was hanging out as QRF that night, and they started taking t- taking some pretty heavy stuff on the dam. Had some major Kazavaks. Kaz- uh, the the one guy took shrapnel to his face um, on sitting up there, and then the next that fight that night we had uh, major car bombing mm. uh, on the uh, on the dam itself. So we had to go pick ten guys up from that. I did just just multiple other things involved was with that kind of your first was that the first <coughs> kind of like, this is like holy crud yeah this is real. so so that wow. that yeah. that was really real to me uh, yeah. i had flown a couple missions in afghanistan but afghanistan was pretty docile uh, yeah. when i was there um if <clears throat> but going into iraq it, it was it was pretty pretty heated when we went in up there we sent the black swarm across the border first of march uh, little birds black and yeah. the daps, little birds just blowing stuff up, mm-hmm. daps blowing stuff up, and then mm-hmm. we were putting guys across the border. Wow. Um, but yeah, that <coughs> Haditha Dam was a was a huge impact on me. Uh, the night we did, we picked those guys up on the car bombing. You look at a guy and you know he's dead. Mm-hmm. You know he's wow. you know he is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, the last guy loaded on the aircraft, he it, his. He was loaded on a ramp hinge on the Chinook. Um, I was running left left ramp that night. And uh, we go to take off, and I feel something hit me on the inside of the leg. Hmm. This dude's arm. Oh, <laughs> oh and he was moving it. He, he yeah. was not moving it. <laughs> oh, no. Just from the vibration of the aircraft. Oh, but I looked down thinking this guy, I'm like, there's no way he's still alive. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Uh, but it, it, it's... It's gotten easier to talk about now uh, over the years, um, but yeah, it, it it was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, aircraft just stunk of burning flesh and yeah. bone, and yeah. and just we had a couple guys that were still alive that were up in the forward cabin area getting treated by our docs, um, and obviously the screams. It, it was it's pretty pretty freaking intense. Yeah. Um, but I, I can honestly say that with all the heartache. With all the body aches, I would go back and do it the same all over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's I get it. Hands down. Yeah, I get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I get it. Um, yeah. And then from there, it, it's I ended up getting medical out in 06 uh, for lower back problems. Um, and me and, me and the ex, we, we went through some, some major ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, to the point where uh, – one night she she told me she's like look and this is 20 it's probably 2017 2016 2017 um and she told me she goes look she goes i love you and but i cannot wake up every day wondering what kind of person i'm waking up to yeah that's yeah and that was the defining moment that got me looking into reboot Mm -hmm. because i I thought I was good. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had it, man. I had dabbled with some some therapy through the VA, but I, yeah. I thought I could handle it. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I get think it. we all think I, I, I can't tell you how many, <laughs> can't tell how many times yeah. I've heard that. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the problem is, is uh, how, how do you define good? Right. I mean, what's good mean? I was right? getting up every morning. Uh, I was going to work. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. Right. I mean, I mean, it, it almost to the point where a lot of guys, it just it's just like I'm existing. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I was um, I had a great opportunity to uh, interface with some of our law enforcement community a couple of days ago. My friend Mike Cloy, who's a retired 06 and and uh, he teaches a class to local law enforcement in, a, in about a six county area about how to what do you do when when you're encountering a veteran in a law enforcement situation, right? Treat him like a person. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we, it's a, this is a two-hour block of instruction for these guys, and it was fantastic. Nice. It was just brilliant. And the one of the things that he was talking about is that a lot of veterans now um, in this generation feel invisible, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they left their community, and, and because we – are, we're not in like this major upheaval where the entire country was a part of what was going on for all the years right. we all went to war and it was only segments of the population. So it was almost like, oh, where'd he go? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is not like World War II. And World War II is like everybody went. Like, right. every, you know, every the draft and, you know, and Bobby's cousin, he was gone. Every community was. L- life just went on for, the, for most of the country. Life just went on. And then you come back into a country where life has gone on and you feel invisible. Yet you're carrying the fact that one night you took off from Haditha Dam and, and, a, and a dude's yeah. dead arm <clears throat> brushed you and you thought. You know, and it, nobody knows that, right? <laughs> yeah, nobody right. knows that. Yeah, and right? you're and you're in the Walmart, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so it's so weird, and, right? It is so weird. It's 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 one of those things that people that that haven't been there, they, they, it's hard it, it, to describe it, you, you to can't, them. You, you can't, can't explain. We talk it. about that with law enforcement. I'm also an EMT, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's one of those things when 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 you build that community uh, yeah. from from the military, when you have that community build up. It's so nice to be able to just sit down and talk with them, and that's what most of our veterans want. Yeah. It typically, when when you're called to that, whether it be EMT or law enforcement, yeah, those guys are just wanting someone to to talk to, to listen to them. Just man, just yeah. value me for a minute. Right. My story is important yeah. for me to tell. So, uh, hey, uh, Steve, that's a great stopping point. Thank you so much for. I uh, appreciate you bearing your soul. My pleasure. Um, that's amazing. Um, you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Art Homes, and we're going to hear from our sponsors. We're going to be right back with Steve Bees. This is an amazing story. You want to come on back? Uh, we'll be back in, uh, as Chuck Willery used to say, two minutes and two seconds. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> it may not be. Stay around on Facebook or X or LinkedIn, wherever you're at. Yeah. <laughs> To putting the pieces back together, you are listening live on WSIC with our great, fantastic guest, Steve Beasley, and uh, and there's also Brad here, if uh, y'all care about that. Hey, if you want to know more about Purple Heart Homes and our mission, go to phhusa.org, and uh, if you've missed any part of this broadcast, you can go back on Facebook, YouTube, X, LinkedIn, WSICnews.com, and get the rest of it. Yeah. Okay.
I don't know why I went on that little tangent. That was impressive. (laughs) It was as if there were a card in front of you with all of those things on it. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Submarines can read? (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. Short words. Short words. X is their favorite word. That's awesome. I struggled with that for a second. Lord help us. Uh, Hey, so you've been listening to the show all day long. We've had uh, Steve Beasley on here. Steve served in the 160th, the Special Operations Aviation Regiment within the U.S. Army. Uh, The Uber for death dealers. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Death's Uber. Death's Um, Uber. They ferry the cool guys around the battlefield. All the tier one units, SEAL teams, mm-hmm. uh, MARSOC, um, Delta, SF, and, and uh, it's a very it's, it's a critical job. It comes with a lot of uh, it comes with a lot of danger. Uh, anytime you're flying uh, a, a thing that doesn't look like it should fly, if you've ever seen a Chinook, and you go, how does that even work? Right? <laughs> I mean, it's just an amazing e- e- aircraft. Even as a crew chief, we're like. Yeah, how does it uh, work? <laughs> yeah, this you're is, a little skeptical every like, time you get on so, there. That's a, actually no. I I only thought I was going to die once in a Chinook. Right. Really. And that was coming out of Baghdad International. Uh, we hit some really crappy winds and lost all lift under our rotor system. That's pretty important. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty important. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> when when a Chinook goes quiet. Yeah. <laughs> They're loud. Uh, oh yeah, they're they're, they're pretty they're impressively loud. loud. Yeah, no like, rotor noise, no engine noise, no transmission ooh, noise. Just, yeah, whoosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got nothing on a Chinook in volume. That's, a, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's when you start going. Well, you know, I think I learned to pray now. I hmm. was running, yeah. running right gut, right ramp that night. I just grabbed my two forty mount and I said, mm. "This is gonna." freaking hurt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i could think yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so uh, well wow. we were we were talking about and you know in the last segment and, and i wanted to talk about transition mm-hmm. um you know transition from the military especially from from uh multiple deployments and loss uh you uh you sometimes you know transition can be really hard right yeah for sure uh my but my ex and i like i was saying before we went to commercial um it just it get it got really bad. I, I was isolating horribly. Yeah. Um, I did not want to be around anybody. I would just basically I, I would go on days on end and just disappear. Yeah. Um, no no kids, no wife, no nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when Shelly moved out, um, it, it put me in a really dark spot. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I came across. Uh, reboot and it's funny because when I came across it it was something that one of our former flight surgeons in the 160th had supported at Fort Campbell yeah, that's where with, it started in that year yeah um, and I was like you know what if if he supports it then it can't be half bad yeah. because I, I respected this man yeah so <clears throat> Shelly had moved out and and I ended up taking my youngest daughter to reboot with yeah. me. 12 weeks um, my youngest daughter sat by me every week. Yep. Wow. Um, she heard some things that most people that know me have never heard. Yeah. At 14 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of the course, when she read her story, it hammered me. Yeah. 
It was beautiful, though. <laughs> it was beautiful, yeah. and I still carry it around with yeah. me on my phone. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for, the, for those that don't know, Reboot's a 12-week course, and at the end of it, we, we ask all of our veterans, or every participant, to write a story. Uh, yeah. And it's basically, who was I, what happened, where am I going, right? right. And Cheyenne wrote this amazing Oh, she did. Amazing story. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. And she, there were several nights I pulled in the parking lot, and I'm like, I'm not going in. <laughs> and Cheyenne goes, Dad, we're here. Might as well. Might as well. Might as well. They have to. Well, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> She's like, Dad, we, you need to. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you got connected with some folks, and we're still friends from yeah, that I, day. I, you did ghost me for a year or two, though. I, I just, did. I did. <laughs> you know you did. Right. I, I've done that to a lot of people, yeah. apparently. <laughs> right. uh, I, I don't tend to reach out real good I know. But, um and and it's funny because even guys that i'm super super close to i'll go months on end without hitting them up but when i do it's it's like sweet hell yeah yeah um and, and i i i'm i know i'm bad at that that's <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry that's all right that's but all right. I, but through reboot i i met i met a bunch of guys from purple yeah. art homes yeah. and uh, and it was just it a great group of people, great group yeah. of guys, ladies. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just, it, it was really awesome meeting you guys. Yeah. Uh, and if after reboot, uh, I worked several different contracts doing contract work. So I'd, I'm an EMT on wildland fires. I worked a contract during COVID in a federal penitentiary in California, uh, mm. And I also teach off-road driving. Yes, and you do. <laughs> off-road driving. Where yes, to military and civilians, and we teach our special operations guys. Mm -hmm. My boss there also, you know Tony Ceruto, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so he's my boss down there. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> great, great dude. Um, but, yeah, and <clears throat> within the last, so during, during COVID, I got on this idea that I'm going to build a van. Yeah. And I'm going to travel. So I bought a van three years ago, March, gutted it, started a, a restore on it. I've got a, basically a small, tiny home inside of a full-size bed, <laughs> yeah. refrigerator, freezer, uh, solar. It's, it has been a beautiful Build. I did a four wheel drive conversion on it. It was a two wheel drive, fifteen passenger. Church it's van. giant. Yeah, it's <laughs> giant. It's, it's cool. It's jacked up too. It's like a zombie apocalypse van. Yeah. I mean, it's got like stuff all over it, and mm -hmm. you know, stuff hanging off the sides and on the top. Man, it's really cool. Yeah, it really is neat. And so I sold my house April fifteen of twenty two. Moved out of my house and moved into the van full time. Mm -hmm. um, moving into the van was just just it was cool when i started when i made a decision to do it i was like i don't know if i can do this as i started building the van out and as soon as i put a bed platform in there i was like oh i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i got somewhere i can lay down and sleep comfortably yeah we got to talking yeah and i was like he came when he came by a couple of weeks back and i was like steve man what do you i mean like this is really cool but like, where do you go, like, shower, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's like, an important oh, yeah. factor. He's yeah. like, yeah, I go to truck stops. and Truck you know, stop. I'll tell you what, if you've never been in a truck stop bathroom in, mm -hmm. in their shower rooms, They're it's, awesome. it's, a ba it's a bathroom and a shower. Yeah. And most of them are, that I've been in 
are cleaner than most people's home showers. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're nice. Yeah. It's like the one at Bucky's, man. The bathroom oh at Bucky's, man. That place is amazing. So. And Bucky's is pretty yeah, nice. And then he's cool. also, I think he's got a, like a black membership at Planet yeah. Fitness. I carry right? a, black, a black card for, for Planet Fitness, so I go get my workout, my shower, and then yeah. <laughs> back in the van. So, yeah. so for, for everybody, Steve's not living in a van down by the river. No, no. <laughs> no. I mean, like, well, sometimes, but that's by, that, yeah. by choice. You, right? you would be surprised at how often people look at me and assume it's by circumstance right yeah mm. yeah and it's not when you had the opportunity i mean you just got through traveling to see all these national parks <clears throat> and this is amazing scenery you're mm-hmm. you're driving around reconnecting with guys it, that you totally. served with yeah it's, uh so i've hit my goal is to see every national park in the united states Man, wow. since i left north carolina december 1st of 22 i've hit 13 national parks <laughs> yeah. nice. uh, i can't tell you how many guys i've linked up with across the country um the to the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I linked up with a dupe. He and I had not seen each other since July of '03. Oh my goodness! Yeah, wow. Uh, 21, we, 21 years. Yeah, we yeah, were wow. we were in the one sixtieth together in a company together, and uh, it was just it, it being linking up with these guys that I haven't seen in anywhere between fifteen and twenty years. It, it's just beautiful. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm I'm just really pleased to see the growth in your life. And I, what I'd like to do is like down the way, man, we're going to have you back on the show because we want to hear more about what you've seen. Uh, and uh, appreciate you coming and being so forthright with us today. This is Steve Beasley, everybody. If you're interested and you're a veteran or you've got a veteran that you're connected with, or maybe they're struggling or maybe they're just kind of feeling weird and you want something that may be outside of the box to help them, this course called Reboot is out there. If you're in the Statesville, Ardo County area, it's going to start February 20th. We meet at Purple Heart Homes. Hopefully somebody will hang something in the Facebook stuff. But uh, you can find out more about Reboot Recovery by going to RebootRecovery.com. And you can find our course on there. It's absolutely free, and you get a meal. Yep. It's, it's meal. always a good meal. It is always a good meal. And even if it's not Reboot, reach out. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Devin, Absolutely. it's been a joy being with you today. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I had a great time, Your head too. head is so shiny. But, but thanks. It was thanks to Have Steve. Have a great no. weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Have a good one. You've been listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, brought to you by Purple Heart Homes. Please consider to improving the lives of veterans one home at a time by visiting purpleheartholmesusa.org. Join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for Putting the Pieces Back Together on WSIC News Talk Now.